parents of many cultures throughout the world. The exhibition features artists Mona Cliff, Wansu Kim, Hung Lee, Jada Patterson, Jason Wang, and Aaliyah Washington. Belgian Crane Yard Studios is at 2011 Tracy Avenue, DCMO. Catch the Mardi Gras vibe with Ernest James Zydeco, a Kansas City seven-piece band that will play traditional Louisiana-style Zydeco music on Thursday, February 8th at 7 p.m. at the Olathe Public Library at their Indian Creek location, 16100 West 135th Street in Olathe. For more information on these and many other events in our area, go to kkfi.org slash arts kc go. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. For Art Speak Radio on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Art Speak Radio, yay! And this is our last broadcast at noon to 1. Uh, we'll be switching to 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And uh, I hope you'll follow us along at that change of time, too, because we're going to still have the, the same amount of wonderful guests. Like today, we have a trifecta of wonderful artists. Yay. Hello, Sue and Teresa and Laura, my friends. Yay. Hello. Hello. We're all here to talk about art because there's so many things going on. And, uh, you know, Laura Nugent's going to fill us in on what's happening with her end of that art. She's got so much going on. And we love that you're here. It's been a year, uh, (laughs) a short year. And Teresa Dirk's got so much going on too, painting continuously. Sue Moreno. Yeah, we're all spinning plates, right? Right. Loving it. Yeah, life is good. So, you know, let's start off if we could with with Laura and just kind of go around and catch us up to speed where you've been. And then we're going to tackle some tough subjects like art. All right. Well, I think last time we were here, we did talk about the open studio that we had at Wholesome, which was really, really successful. Huge crowd came in November. They got to experience five floors of artists, plus the artist-run gallery spaces that weekend. You were there. Yeah, it was cool. It was so cool to see. Elizabeth and Douglas. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was so cool. 
And you saw Faviola Calemayor. And therefore she showed, yeah. In our space, the Seed Crusher projects. So that's been really exciting to host her. And and from that, she's been on the show. And I definitely will have her back. And in fact, we're going to, we talked about some future shows. Excellent. Excellent. And her exhibition will be closing officially uh, January 31st. So I'm available to bring anyone in by appointment. It's down in the West Bottoms, 1200 West 12th Street, and we're on the fourth floor. And uh, so please, please get in touch with me if you'd like to see her exhibition, first solo exhibition. And I am showing my work at the Central Library right now with Kai Anderson, Sally Paul, and Allison Terrell in a show called Wavelength, which was curated by Craig Augie who facilitates all of the gallery spaces and all of the Kansas City libraries. That show just opened right before the weather got bad, so yeah. you, you still have a couple months to see it. And then I just started a project at 21C Hotel, downtown Kansas mm-hmm. City, where I've installed artwork on five of the floors where the rooms are, and I'm enhancing the uh, exhibitions by also painting the wall space behind the artworks. I love that. that's ongoing. The first floor I finished this weekend, the seventh floor, and I'll just be chipping away at that. That'll be up for six months. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, going back to the library and the hotel, I mean, it's 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 wonderful that now we can kind of consider alternate spaces, not just, you know, a show that's up in the museum or a gallery or a pop-up and that sort of thing. But, I mean, this is actual, like, you know, I, I know the space at the, at the public library is just a wonderful and intimate and very soft and kind in, in terms of showing work there uh, where you can really – really begin to investigate the the work of the artist but with the hotel i i love that they've given you such liberty to to really not only show your work but kind of do an installation of sorts because you're you're actually painting the walls which is cool it's very exciting to me because it's been something that i've been playing around with for really just a few months yeah and when jory chevelle who is the curator there when she came to my studio she kind of brought it up as a possibility and I had I had my own personal doubts could I do it and at that moment I said yes of course you're going to do it it's that step that you know we're always like taking steps forward hopefully with our work and the environments that we want to create. So, I, yeah, I'm thrilled about it. I love it. And it's open to the public. So, I mean, you don't have to be a guest or you don't have to, uh, you know, eat at the uh, restaurant there or in that. You can just kind of go in and wander around. And the work is ongoing, yeah? The first two yeah. floors of the hotel are open to the public. Okay. The first and the second floor. And the first floor, all those works are part of the collection of 21C and those rotate annually. And then the Elevate program, which is for everybody listening, regional Kansas City-based artists, those are opportunities for oh. us to show our work in mm-hmm. that really nice environment. Yeah. So uh, Lily Mueller is showing on the second floor. Jackson uh, Doherty is on the first floor. He's also a Kansas City artist. And then I'm the third through seventh floors. And it does seem like you would need to have a little bit of a, 
a chaperone at least to get up to those floors okay. but I know okay. contacting yeah. Tori the curator I'm sure that would be arranged or maybe even me I'm sure I could make that happen you know it occurs to me that we should propose <laughs> before I was here uh, we should propose that we could do an installation in a room I mean maybe they do that for a year like start uh, showing artists just giving them the opportunity to create this room um, and you know of artwork and not necessarily you know oh we got to get a bed and all that but would that be kind of fun well it's yeah. funny that you say that because I, I'm not going to give the reveal because it's not. Oh, do it! It's do not it, my reveal, but there is something that is going to become available very soon. Mm. That is an artist's room that can be reserved and stayed in based on the artwork of an artist we all know. Mm. So, would the initials stay wow. tuned? <laughs> would the initials be MVB, <laughs> SM, TD? <laughs> it's no one in this room. <laughs> but it's certainly an artist that we've all heard of. Well, um, cool. That's so, cool. Yes, I, I did get to see it in progress. Yeah. And it wow. is really exciting. It's, the, again, those things, you see those things, and it just opens up your whole yeah. mind to what yeah. your your own work can become when you see yeah. those environments. So, yes, stay tuned for that. I love that. Mm. Wow, busy, busy. And I know this one, Miss Teresita. What's Hello. going on with you? Well, um... I have an upcoming show. I haven't announced yet, but um, tell us, tell us, I can't give yet. us the tea. But I'm hoping that works out. Okay. Um, I'm looking to do some writing. Um, I have been away from that for some time, and so I'm going to uh, give myself assignments and um, also paint. That. But yeah, but um, that's something I'm working on. And then also I'm looking to expand my studio. Either find a new space. Mm. or sort of get rid of some things to <laughs> to oh make my, my space yeah. a little more conducive. Um, and then um, I'm going to go see Laura's work, and yeah. I'm going to ask, I want to see it. I, I uh, was, unfortunately, didn't make it to the open studios, but maybe we can just meet at uh, 21C, yes. and you can show me around. Yes. I'd love to do that. And then also, I'm um, looking to play some. I have that Coltrane uh, oh. work, and I'm hoping to maybe possibly find a new venue for that and show it again, and maybe work with um, some poets again and, and expand upon that. So, yeah. You know, I, I love what 2024 brings because. All these possibilities exist, and now yes. it's like we just have this little seed planted. We have some work in front of us. We have connections and all that. Now it just needs to kind of like uh, incubate for a little bit and then arise yes. from the ground. Yes. Yeah, I yes. love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah, and, and I know that uh, with your work, you're constantly working because I've, I've been to your studio. It's small work and medium work and f much larger work, and... and um, recently, your, one of your works was acquired by the University Health. Yes, yeah. uh, what used to be Truman yeah. Hospital is now. Yeah. Um, they have a healing arts bridge, and I had yeah. an exhibit there, um, I think, June through October, mm. or July through October last year, uh -huh. and they acquired um, two pieces, actually. So, And that's got to feel good, yeah. That feels great. It won't be up until... Um, probably 25 so they're under construction uh, uh -huh. this will go in a new building and i uh, can't wait to see it so i will 
once it's up, I will share that. And uh, yes. Well, you know, when when I went there for for your reception for your talk, um, I was just really taken by how much art they have in this facility because, you know, art does have a tendency to heal. Art can make people feel better and, and good and healing and, and all of that. So uh, it just really made me happy that that it's celebrated there at, you know, the, the hospital because um, we need that in the times when you're not feeling good or something traumatic is going on. And, you know, it may not save your day, but it can make you smile or just kind of take your mind out of what you're you know, processing at the time. Well, coincidentally, um, I had started a book, Your Brain on Art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before I had the talk. And, um, you know, of course, that made perfect sense um, to the Healing Arts Bridge that, you know, we know as educators and as artists and as humans how art makes us feel. But this book is and has correlated the data, you know, the MRIs, and shows the significance of cognitive, social, and um, healing purposes mm-hmm. with art. And so um, I'm currently reading a section on Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. they are using art, whether it's music or um, visual, and then also using sound waves. And there has been significant uh promising um what's the word i'm searching for um maybe data yes yeah uh that that um is showing you know this might be something that is more significant than the um prescriptions that that people have been taking so but there's i mean it's this book is so encompassing and and i'm i'm sort of um savoring it i'll read Mm, 10 mm -hmm, pages mm -hmm. and then i put it away Mm -hmm. because i don't want it to be over with but i have been invited and so honored to be on a neural arts coalition here in kansas city and it's one of the first in the nation with these two authors and then also with um casey arts and um several other people i mean you know there's neuroscientists and and doctors and and artists and dancers and and it's just we've had one meeting since I've joined and I'm very excited about this possibility and and we're you know their vision to bring this to the community to help arts um, in so many areas healing and and um, cognitive development uh, for the underprivileged and uh, you know it, there's just so many possibilities so Bravo. super excited yeah about that. good for you yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. I know you you've you've mentioned that book a number of times and in, in, in your your uh, presentation uh, so it, it makes sense that you really have become involved in this you know because it's really important yes yes yeah. in you know having been an art educator and of course a mom and grandmother <laughs> you know um, it was very serendipitous that <laughs> that Anna Fiorella came and heard me speaking about this book, wow. and so she's the one who instrumented um, this this possibility. So I'm super. I don't know. I feel like this is the direction that yeah. that I have been searching for. So um, you know, we we come to a point in our life where we think, okay, how can I make a difference? And I mean, you know, yeah, how yeah. can I positively 
make some someone else's life better so so I feel very fortunate to to have found this I love that this chance so yes I love that and it's opportunity yeah. you know and and as we are sitting here talking about sort of what, what's happening in our our lives um it, it just occurs to me that you know as women we we juggle so many things and all at once um I I know other people do but uh there's something I think we're wired differently <laughs> wouldn't yes. you agree Sue and, and oh, Sue what's definitely. Sue what's happening in your world because this one I know just yes. like everyone else is spinning plates up in the air and trying to keep them all going at once well, I'm sitting here vibrating because of the energy in this uh, room right now yeah. with these dynamic women and, uh, and also um, proclaiming this, the Maria Vasquez Boyd uh, fan club. Yes, the president. They have hats and shirts on. Meeting. Member in good standing. Yeah. <laughs> I paid my dues. Yeah, yeah. We're here to just uh, fly and vibrate through the, the radio, radio waves. I love it. But I've been yes. uh, involved with uh, this com- planning for this uh, winter. And uh, in February, I'm going to be showing with uh, Harold... Smith is curating We Are Enough down at the Lady Voker. And that'll be the 2nd of February, that first Friday, and some workshops that month. And I'm super excited about that because he's one of my favorite, favorite persons that I worked with being an art education Mm -hmm. person and also um, just as a person. He's incredible. But uh, then also I've been uh, working and collaborating with uh, Maria and the toy, the miniature toy museum. And we'll be hosting our doll making uh, workshop and storytelling. And I've really dove into that because to me, it's like having a left hand and a right hand that both are not equally balanced, but they are very, uh, you have to have them to work. If you don't, you better get a good artificial one. (laughs) And uh, so this is going to help that and um, the dexterity of it moving through making items for youth and telling their story, whatever that is, because nobody can tell your story like yourself. Uh, So the third possibility is the leading into storytelling with the uh, Nelson. I'll be doing a workshop with Yvonne Ramirez through storytellers uh, through the Latinx uh, storytelling group out of Washington, uh, the state of Washington, and he has an amazing program, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to commit Maria to sign up for this program, and (laughs) and she already said yes, I love it, (laughs) and so we'll be doing a workshop of uh, collage, doing art with storytelling, and that will be hosted at the Nelson, so look for that on the website. We will be uh, leading that, and I know that that will cause a lot more people want to share their story and record it, because it's so important, especially in this time and day, to show what our influences are as women and also as just uh, the working bees behind the community and Mm -hmm. in the community there, and so important. Yeah. So, and then Arts Tech, we're recruiting high school students to come down and do art workshops with the ceramics and the theater and we're going to have hat making and I don't want to leave out Jenny Mendez with Maddie Rhodes we're going to be doing Mujeres in March and we hope to have a fashion show 
and also a panel and I'm sure um, Maria will be asked or be a part of that I'm hoping so and we will just empower each other like we have and like we are right now thank you so much for inviting yes and uh, having finally the the club members here <laughs> well, <laughs> and we're the and, uh, um, what do you call it? The founding, founding mothers. Founding yeah. mothers of yes. this. And I think, and I think to that, I love that, Sue. I love what, what's happening. We are not gatekeepers. We are part of this community, this fabric of artists, of makers, of designers and creators. We are women. You know, we're mothers. We're you know abuelas. We're you know all of that. We're comadres. Uh, so it, it's just this conversation that that continues. And when Sue is talking about the different projects that she's involved in, she she uses storytelling a lot. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you about Sue. Let me tell you a story about Sue. No, um, <laughs> she herself is a natural oh, storyteller because if you know anything or or have any knowledge of Sue, she's got this this fantastic wonderful story of strength and perseverance and dignity and uh power and and i can say that for those of you who are aware or who may not be aware that she was one of the founders of womantown and that took place in the early 80s mid 80s yes. where where women came together and they said you know what we're, we're, we're creating this community that's empowered by women and they took up some wonderful homes that needed some love and care and tell us a, a bit about that if you would and and actually let me interrupt real quick there is a documentary about it so you may want to take a look at that too so go ahead sue yes that thank you maria that documentary is uh done by sandra woodson and she created it, and uh, we we were just doing like most people do, uh, trying to find uh, a home to live in and own ownership in the you know and and make sure that we and at that time period, believe it or not, during the 80s, there were they were not giving loans to single women, hmm. and we were mm-hmm. teachers. Beverly Powell, R.I.P. Oh, rest yeah. in peace. She and I rehabbed and. Um, and uh, sold and rented and did own to buy houses for women that were rejected from the main society because we were a pack of lesbians. And when I mean a pack, we were a fierce group. We were determined to create a space that was safe, that we could own, and we could thrive. Just the basic essentials, just like everyone else. And mm. also on the uh, Swedish, the gentle <coughs> art of Swedish yeah, death cleaning, um, I have uh, uh, really kudos to uh, that uh, Scout Productions for coming and sh- sharing our story of Bev and I and how we were a part of Womantown and creating that safe space. You know, and, and as you mentioned that, because that was going to be on my next, you know, storytelling sort of uh, uh, nod to you with this the Swedish, a gentle Swedish death cleaning is a practice. Well, actually, I think it was a book written by that, uh, by an author. And then it became a series that was produced by Amy Poehler. And in that, um, there's a select group of maybe four or five individuals who they, oh, I'm sorry, seven, uh, who have a story of 
of uh, different stories, you know, uh, one of loss, maybe, perhaps, uh, you know, whatever their lives are going through, and they come in and they help this group of, of, of three come in and help these individuals kind of sort out their life, not only just through the stuff that they have packed in their home, but just emotionally, uh, you know, everything that you've, you've held on to and why. So if you could tell us a little bit about your story in, in this series, because um, I wept, you know, it was just such a, a beautiful and touching story, Sue. Well, I, I'm just thankful because it brought me out of a uh, funk and depression of the loss of my partner of 25 years, Beverly Powell, mm-hmm. and it helped me get back to where I want to be and where I knew I was going to be as an artist. They provided uh, from Sweden, just I call them the dynamic triplets, <laughs> uh, a professional organizer, Ella, and uh, Johan was a uh, interior designer, and then the life coach, grief coach, uh, she was amazing. And with those three, and they followed up afterwards for like three or four weeks, calling me, seeing, uh, giving me counseling, helping me organize my art studio, everything. And it really gave me the idea, it's for the living. It's Mm. not for the, it's, it's for when, you do, and we're all going to pass. It's a yeah. different perspective on where we're all going. We're here. We're going to make a difference. And then what legacy do you want to leave? Mm-hmm. And what materials, mm-hmm. things are you holding on to that are not that person? Are there yeah. a memory? And how to organize that and how to give it to other people. And I've been giving things away like crazy i have a gigantic collection of art and when people come over (laughs) Mm -hmm. i let them go upstairs and pick a piece that they want and give give it to them as long as i can use it to show in other shows that it's theirs well i love that you gave me the sombrero that big honking piece of furniture your car let's see there was a couple (laughs) of cats in there no i'm just kidding but but you know i i understand that and you know not only have i gone through that sort of cleaning uh ritual of family members that have passed but myself i went through that when i was going to have a heart transplant and i thought okay i'm giving this art away to my friends because it's not going to serve me anymore and uh, vintage clothes and shoes and everything and um, as that time passed and i didn't need a heart transplant i went on my damn stuff back but uh, that's a whole other story (laughs) hey we're gonna take a real quick break and uh, we'll be right back with art speak radio after this (laughs) Hi, this is Judy Ansel with the Heartline Labor Forum. This week on our show, we're asking, is Trump a fascist? More and more experts are saying that he is. So what's a fascist? And how, if Trump wins in November, could working people be hurt? Then in our second topic, we will interview Kevin Hendrickson, business manager of Pipefitters Local 533, and find out what's the difference between pipefitters and plumbers and why pipefitters are among the elite of the building trades. Thursday at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m. Homelessness in Kansas City is up 37%. You can join Restart, Inc. by visiting the Kansas City Museum to view The Road Home. This exhibit shares stories, incredible portraits, and video of 18 Restart participants as they share their journeys from homelessness to housing. You can visit restartinc.org for more information. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. 
Acclaimed filmmaker Martin Scorsese's long-awaited epic historical drama Killers of the Flower Moon has been in theaters for months, but is now available to screen at home on platforms like Amazon Prime, Apple TV Plus, and Vudu. It's an adaptation of David Grant's nonfiction book, the full title of which is Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. Killers of the Flower Moon is a Western and based on a true crime story. In the 1920s, oil was discovered in Oklahoma under the Osage Indian land. Many men rushed there to see if they could marry some of the Indian women and get their hands on that wealth. Leonardo DiCaprio plays one of these men. Lily Gladstone, who just won a Golden Globe for her performance, plays his Indian wife. And let's not forget about Robert De Niro, who is solid as always as a corrupt deputy sheriff and cattle rancher who effectively manipulates those Osage people. It marks his 10th collaboration with Scorsese and DiCaprio's 6th. This film is gritty and full of details about life in those days. Characters are full of life and the greed is palpable. Its running time is three and a half hours, and while that's not long compared with binge-viewing options that people have with streaming services these days, the movie does seem a bit padded. But there's no denying the artistry and cinematic flair that Scorsese brings to the movie. This tale of murder and exploitation of Oklahoma's Osage people is sometimes self-indulgent, but it's an impressive accomplishment that is a must-see for most cinephiles. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Hello, this is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And I'm here with a lovely group of creative, intelligent, wonderful friends and artists, Laura Nugent, Sue Moreno, and Teresa Dirks. Hello, friends. Hello. Woot, woot. Hello. <laughs> Happy 2024. Yay. Yay. And again, as I mentioned, this is our last noon uh, broadcast. Uh, man, I'm going to be sleepy at 9 o'clock. We're going to uh, uh, premiere at uh, Art Speak Radio uh, next Wednesday at, from 9 in the morning till 10. Uh, so, you know, if, if, you, if that's too early for you, like it is for me, uh, you, can, you can listen to the podcast, uh, kkfi.org or iTunes. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, tune in, that's fine, too. We like that. But we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about something that, that we all kind of during, you know, the really fun, good stuff kind of happens in between when, when I have to air these, uh, the, these announcements and all that. But we had talked earlier about... Um, saying yes saying yes not only in 2024 but just saying yes because you don't want to uh, leave yourself out of any opportunity take yourself away from any opportunity to to show your work to collaborate to exhibit work and you know i i don't know and you all can uh, weigh in on this do you think it's a matter of saying yes now as your seasoned artist and a little bit older and kind of can see around corners that you give your permission to say, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I think it really helps to have gone through some sort of goal setting process at some point. Doesn't have to be today or last week. It could have been years ago mm -hmm. when probably each of us asked ourselves, how do we, how do we see our careers going? What, what would we like to have accomplished at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And 
that is what allows me to be able to say yes. So it's maybe not everything, but it's certainly, if it's something that aligns with some of those goals, sure. then there's no question about it. And when you were talking earlier about alternative spaces to commercial galleries, that's a big part of it because my goal is always a larger audience for my work. And so therefore I am yeah. open to yeah. all sorts of wall space uh, that the public has access to because again, that just increases my, my audience. So yes, saying yes to, to every, not everything, yeah. but yeah. things that would align with those goals. I certainly don't, um, I certainly don't need to adhere to a very traditional commercial gallery space only yeah. to show my work. Yeah. And these two are nodding their heads too. You yes. agree? Well, yeah. I, I just as, as Laura was talking, I'm, I think from my perspective in the past, I was afraid I wasn't ready. I was afraid of, and mm. now I'm at the yeah. point where I feel confident in, with my work and why not? Let's show it. Let's show it wherever we can and put it out there and and say yes. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, be bold. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same. I feel like um, as I mature in age and also in wisdom that I'm able to feel that confidence and I'm flying like crazy and love yeah. it and yeah. collaborating with my other bird sisters <laughs> and uh, making sure that collaboration is the key because you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. And so these community projects that I'm going to be doing this spring, I'm going to be working with community gardens doing oh, outdoor wow. murals. Oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah um, mosaics. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm asking yes. right now on the uh -huh. air if you two will help. Three. <laughs> yeah. Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that would be fantastic. And I, I think there's something liberating by saying yes to opportunities. You know, I know that in the past, I think at the very last minute, I was asked to to show some work for a show that was happening in the fall with, with Sue, and although I wasn't prepared, I didn't have anything. I said yes because I know my, I, I know uh, how I work. I I know that I have the the uh, ego <laughs> to to make this work and to put produce some some good work that I would be proud of so I think I think for me that was experience and and sort of just you know you don't you don't realize you don't often have these opportunities that that come up and you don't know where those opportunities were lead to or partnerships or collaborations so just say yes I mean really and then figure it out right right it was what happened with the healing arts bridge I yeah, they came yeah. to me within about a month of when they wanted me to hang and I was like oh I don't really have a body of work and you yeah. know and, and but it worked out and yeah. I'm glad I said yes because all of these wonderful things came from it you know I, I yeah um, am you know, sold a couple of pieces to a collection. I'm delighted about that, but also I'm very excited about this this uh, coalition that I'm part of. So that wouldn't have happened had I not said yes. So yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, I know people talk about the fear of mis uh, missing out, right? right? I think that that's true <laughs> with artists because uh, again, you know, sometimes the the, uh, the projects are don't I, can lead to something else 
So I, I think that that happens a lot. You know, as seasoned artists, and we've all lived in the Kansas City area, area right? Um, I want to ask you, and, and I hope you um, hmm, I have some, uh, some insight into this. As artists, and we're not like the new crop that are coming out of the Art Institute or from another state, how do you stay relevant as an artist, you know, as in your career? I mean, um, do you follow trends? Do you look at trends? Do you just sort of, you know, how, how does that work for each of you um, staying relative in the art world? Or is it rele relevant? Well, <laughs> that's a really good question. Yes. I, I do think uh, over the past couple of years, I did feel like it was sort of a fallow period in terms of opportunities that were coming my way, but I did not stop seeking them. Mm -hmm. So I, I kept I kept going, I kept, you know, writing that artist statement, editing that artist statement, editing mm -hmm. images, making sure that my images were current, kind of keeping all of that stuff available so that when something did come along, mm -hmm. I didn't have to get ready, I was ready. And I think relevance in terms of having your work exhibited that's one way to to just be available to it the content of my work i think has has developed on its own as yeah. a, a continuum of what i've done in the past to now and so i do feel like i'm probably influenced by things that i see like everyone else but i also mm -hmm. try to keep it fairly tight uh in terms of what i'm looking at not I'm not looking at a lot of exterior references. I'm mm. trying to look at my own work yeah. and be influenced by that to make new things from it. Well, and, and I know, uh, you know, we've talked about writing and, and with, with Teresa and all that. Sometimes I, I think when you are known as an artist, painter, designer, when you begin to look at a different uh, creative outlets such as poetry or words, I think sometimes that, that can lead to some other relevant work or connectedness to, to your original stuff. Yeah? Exactly. Um, and, and that's what I was going to talk about is I, I find if I sort of do something else, apply my creativity, you know, I love to bake, I love to cook, I love to garden, um, but I... I was trained as a as a writer. I my mm. degree is creative writing and emphasis in poetry. So I've been away from that for some time. And um, as as you all know, I lost my my buddy this last week, and so uh, my dog. Um, mm. It was devastating. Um, and so I think you know part of that this process I have to process that. Um, and as a tribute to him, because mm -hmm, he was mm -hmm. such a lovely old man. Mm -hmm. And, and um, he loves sitting on my feet. He did. He <laughs> loves sitting on your feet, especially Maria. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think getting outside of your box sometimes yeah. Is, yeah. is what it takes to, and then you come back with fresh eyes. Um, one, yeah. of, one of my art professors always told, you know, he said, okay, you're working on a painting you've seen it too much she said you need to step away mm, from it mm -hmm. you need to step away and so even just turning around closing your eyes visualizing something else 
you know, that's sort of, you know, a, um, a, a similar thing when yeah. you start a new um, creative process. I think that helps. I, I love to, I love collage. I haven't done that in years. Um, I love to sculpt. I haven't done that much either. So I'm going to shoot to open some of those new yeah. passageways. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that passage is open because it reminded me of I used to back in the 80s. I used to host at a loft that I had, the bone building on the corner of 27th and Cherry. Oh, yeah. We had that whole building. And I would host grieving sessions and oh. funerals for uh, dogs. Oh. And it was amazing. People said, you are crazy, Sue. I said, yes, I am, but I love my dog. Yeah, so exactly. we, yeah. we'd have yeah. like slideshows just like you go to regular. We'd have dog stories. We had I had little areas set up where you could make your dog out of... Uh, uh, hardening clay Aww. and then we ate of course hot dogs and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the dog yeah. people, seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> people brought their dogs that were living yeah. and uh it was great it was great because Aww. uh of course we had all the theme songs that uh, a friend had put together all the, who let the dogs out <laughs> you know and uh, it ain't nothing but a hound dog uh -huh. we had oh a blast, my gosh but it was a good way for us yeah. to just recognize our family members yeah. that a lot right, of people don't. Right. Um, I have an idea. I haven't, I think it'll probably be later this spring, but instead of Day of the Dead, we're going to have Day of the Dog. Oh, and we're going cool. to um, celebrate all of our dogs past. And um, I want to do that with my granddaughters. We did paw prints. Uh, we the night before we took him in, we literally mm, painted his. Mm. We, well, first we had to shave it be, or clip it because his he had hairy paws, mm. and then we put paint on him and then made a print for each of us. So, oh, I love so it. I plan on taking some of the hair that's left in my house, <laughs> <laughs> gather that and put it with his paw print and um, and celebrate that. And so. you have to invite Sue because yes. Sue has okay. this wonderful dog illuminated. Jeez. Uh, creation <laughs> that's on a very long kind of a, a, a pole or something and it's a lot of fun oh yeah that's what I that's my specialty is dogs and so I made sure to make a, a calavera of the yeah. dog head and oh. and lit it with uh, LED lights and it was in three different four different uh, day of the dead uh, Parades, yeah, it was great. That's People fabulous. loved it. And oh, I'm to sure. Kids especially, they. You know, you know yeah. we're going to have to take a real quick break because I have some underwriting to uh, air. So we'll be right back with Artspeak Radio. Kansas City, this is DJ Thundercuts. Tune into my new show starting on Monday, January 22nd. It's every Monday noon to 2 p.m. called In the Groove. I have a vast record collection that spans many genres and the aim is to celebrate the musical format that is the vinyl record. Playing an all-vinyl set as a classic disc jockey on a 100,000 watt radio station is something I'm very passionate about. I look forward to sharing my music with you. We have some great overnight shows at KKFI. Did you ever wonder what plays on those shows? You can listen back on the KKFI archive. Type in archive.kkfi.org into your web browser and hear anything from the past two weeks. We're back. Art Speak Radio, Maria Vasquez Point, I 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Yes, I could say that much faster, but I'm going to talk to our guests. 
wonderful Laura Nugent, Teresa Dirks, Sue Moreno. We're having a wonderful time talking about art and creativity and dogs and just all, you know, <laughs> saying yes to possibilities, man. I mean, that's really, uh, uh, you, you've, got, you've got to say yes, you know. I mean, you've got to use your mind, too, and realize, well, this is a little dangerous. I should say no. And, you know, kind of balance that out. But, uh, you know, um, we were talking about Sue's uh, Calavera that is illuminated. And, you know, I would love uh, for, for Sue to, to teach a, a, a wonderful workshop about that because uh, there's so many wonderful things to, to make with the simplest of, of materials. Uh, and, you know, I think coming from an education background, all three of this, you know, we're always looking for new resources and something that's available. And, uh, yeah. Let's do it. We have the space, too, at Arts Tech. And Ooh, I'm collaborating wow. right now with for next year for the Dia de los Muertos. Ah. So we can include that in part of our parade and making. And we just meet once a week. And we have so much fun because it's a community yeah. project. Oh. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, website, do you know? Arts Tech, um, www.artstech.org. And yeah. you can call Ooh, down there, yeah. and I'll put out a, um, a blast of when we're going to start meeting. Because we just meet once, but it takes about yeah. three months. And one day a week, and we just meet from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And that's how our group started with Mature Pride. It's a, a pack of uh, older uh, lesbian <laughs> artists that came together. We get together every Monday night from six to eight and do ceramics, <gasps> hand building. And you don't have to be gay to come because we have a few heterosexuals represented. Allies, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and that's something that, that you know, uh, I think goes along with the conversation in that, you know, allowing yourself to, to try out a new sort of uh, uh, media. And medium, um, I want to do some ceramics, although I don't, you know, it, it's funny, I, I don't want to commit to a, a class, you know, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money, I just want to make what I want to make, so this might be an opportunity. Uh, Perfect. Kind of, if you would, uh, well, let me back up here, um, if you would share social media platforms with our listeners, because I know people want to find out more about you and kind of know what's going on are coming up uh so social media uh platforms if you would mine is at laura nugent and my website is also lauranugent.com and i i'm fairly updated yay fairly updated yes yes so (laughs) please look at those um my um handle is uh teresa dirk studio at teresa dirk studio on instagram facebook threads few other places yeah but uh and it's teresadirks.com and um mine is uh facebook just friend me i'm still trying to uh, navigate my phone and my computer (laughs) you can use your rotary dial to call me (laughs) if the line's busy keep trying you know party uh, line it's like what what's your party line well you know it's interesting because I have never had a website. Now, I have an Instagram, but I, I don't know. I, I think, especially now with AI, ooh, I have no interest in, I've never had an interest in having a, a website, although it, 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 you know, it serves its purpose and, and that sort of thing, but um, just just don't want the upkeep. So, you know, Instagram is, I think a lot of artists do use that because it's easy. 
Are there any sort of, you know, as I mentioned ceramics, is there any media that you haven't tried yet, but you're looking forward to, or maybe want to find, uh, investigate maybe filmmaking or podcasts and that sort of thing? Anything that, that you want to maybe kind of examine in 2024? Well, you know, I've really enjoyed this seed crusher projects yeah. as a space to exhibit someone else's work. It it feels like a a real promising thing to give to someone else who's starting out an emerging artist or an outsider artist, something mm-hmm. that I like to collect. So that involves, you know, not just finding an artist who would be interested in doing that, but kind of caring for their mm-hmm. work and then also offering some kind of writing about it that's one of the ways you can trick yourself into writing yeah is making some kind of curatorial statement about the work that you're exhibiting so at this point more than you know finding another medium because Mm. i i really just have always been a painter yeah yeah for 30 years it's it's getting a little more depth somewhere outside Mm -hmm. of actually making art Mm mm-hmm well, you know, the reason why I ask is, is because there's, like I said, I mean, there, there's so much that we can do as artists, uh, laser cut, 3D printing and all that, which really sounds fabulous. Um, but I don't know, you know, uh, if that's something that generates enough interest in me to, to pursue it. So I was just sort of wondering what, you know, um, you were looking forward to and well, we really have yeah. a great resource for those things at, there's a community workshop, okay to say, yeah, Hammer yeah. Space. Oh, yeah. East oh, of yeah. Kansas City. Oh, God. Dave so, has been on a number of times. Yes. yes. So yes. any artist you know, wanting to explore, I use them for yeah. helping me actually cut out because I use irregular yeah. shapes. Yeah. And I first tried to do that during the pandemic with a jigsaw and they were extremely primitive what I was able to do on my own with the supervision of Mark, thank goodness. Um, But finding hammer space to actually, you know, take my cocktail napkin drawing, basically a line drawing, and then translate that into a hard surface, precisely what Mm. I drew Mm -hmm. through the digitization process and the routing, the the router. I barely know what I'm talking about. Uh, that yeah, that to me was a really fun yeah. way to open up into something new. Still painting, but more sculptural, I guess. Well, and I know some some public libraries that we have. I'm thinking of Lucille Bluford. Is it the one on uh, Swilt Parkway and 63rd? I believe. I mean, they have uh, I, a lot of libraries are uh, have expanded where they have sort of a maker space and that sort of thing. I know with that particular library, they have like a. A, a, a green screen where you can do some really kind of fun things behind you uh, in film and, and audio and all of that. Uh, and I know, as as you mentioned, Teresa, you were interested in doing uh, looking at some writing. And and how will that impact you for for this year? I have, you know, have stepped away from writing, yeah. and I I think. For me, it's it's. I'm a very emotional person, and so yeah. I think that will open up some areas that I've sort of shut down the yeah. past couple of years after everything we've been through. Um, and I think that will, you know, create some growth within 
you know, myself. Yeah. And um, more reflection. Um, you know, so but but what I was going to say, what I would love, What's because that? I'm so impressed with your installation at the Nelson. Oh, thank it's you. So lovely. If you thank all you have not me. seen it, you need to go <laughs> and today. Sue's a part of that. Yes. 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 Sue. Oh no, not today. Oh, not on Wednesday. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> go tomorrow. Go tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, I just love the way you took so many things that had meaning and and put them together in such a beautiful way um i i can i'm inspired by that thank you bless your heart yeah well you know and and when you're talking about sort of the writing thing um i i i don't want people to really think about limiting themselves in terms of oh what you read on a page you know maybe it's it's a poem a public poem something written on a sidewalk i've been recently inspired by this artist who goes around and makes these little drawings on sidewalks that look very three-dimensional so there's you see the like little mice peeping out of the uh-huh. the mice hole and mice hole <laughs> and, and that sort of thing I mean, just unexpected but for you sue what what's what's on tap for well i'm loving i'm new. loving that you asked because i i have uh three visions that i want to yeah. uh have come through it's mostly community art is where my emphasis is going to be this year but i also want to start a uh, a consulting group with uh tres hermanas Mm -hmm. jenny mendez maria vasquez boyd and myself where people come to us and ask about different artists because their resource list is amazing and uh, and how to get more um unknown artists into people's home and how to start yeah, your collection yeah. it doesn't have to be expensive you go to first fridays you go to different places but buy original art from local artists absolutely i just yeah, really yeah. love the idea of layered presence has opened up my whole world and i'm just thankful for the nelson and i'm hoping that some more workshops come out of that that we are participating yeah. in. Yeah, you know, and, and I love that you said that because uh, when when you talk about, uh, you know, the, this sort of consulting, then I think about the, the benefit of some of these artists that um, maybe don't have the recognition or, or that uh, that they should have, but people need to find out about them. Like, like for instance, um, Faviola. Faviola, thank you. Faviola and Paulina Artero. All these wonderful artists, you know, that you find out just talking to other people. And and yeah, I I think that that's going to be such an asset to to the community. Um, Yeah, it's interesting, even with this, uh, I've been around a long time here in Kansas City in, in the art scene, but not really knowing the younger artists and you know it's i think it's a good thing for all of us as established artists or you know career artists to really to send the elevator down now i'm not meaning that in in an elitist way but i mean it's that uh, there was someone that that sent the elevator to us there was someone that that sort of said you know i see something in you and you know, and I don't know who that was for each of you, and, and if you want to share that, that that's fine. But um, yeah, I, I think it's really important, not only as women, women of color, artists. I mean, it's so important that 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 take place. The worst thing I think an artist can embrace is scarcity. 
of yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Because really there aren't limits to it because we can always make our own. Oh, and yeah. so, yes, if there's something that comes to any of us, I'm sure we've all had the experience where we say, I can't do that right now, but mm. and there's yeah. a long list yeah. of people who would appreciate that coming to them. And yes, for sure. I mean, without for me, without the yeah. support of the Kansas City Artist Coalition, when I first moved here yeah. 20 years ago, Gosh. I wouldn't have known anyone. But slowly mm -hmm. over time, that was how I was introduced to people. And yeah. yes, many people said, I can't do this exhibit, but you could. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, Jane Pronko was, and then of course you, Maria, uh, were so very helpful, in, and the Kansas City Artists Coalition and so many people involved mm -hmm. in that, but um, Jane Pronko was the one that recommended me to the Frank Lord Wright Church. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah. And so from that, I became uh, good friends with Jeannie Martin, who's the curator there. And then you helped me brainstorm and came up with the idea to collab with I Publix. love how it all comes back to me. It does. It just, <laughs> it's the Maria no, fan no, club. No, at that's right. No, no, I mean, you know, we, we experience it, and so we know what it's like. Right? It's, right. Yeah. Like Jenny Mendez was oh my, my number one. She yeah. encouraged me. I was an art teacher and I thought, I'm just teaching art. She said, no, come on. So, and her mother, Helen. And that's how I met Maria. That's yeah. why I'm yeah. a big, um, you know, I want to be the president of the Maria. Okay. Oh my God, Boy. you're so funny. Well, you know, in, in <laughs> that year, is the year that I met God. you, Sue, is when we went to Oaxaca yes. and Beverly and, and a group oh of us gosh. that, you know, <laughs> just about died in his uh, cemetery for day of the dead i mean someone actually did fall <laughs> so into an open though. grave yeah yeah well we only have a few minutes and it just seems like we get started and then man we're on a roll but we're gonna go to lunch Yay. unfortunately i'm not inviting any of our listeners but <laughs> but i can tell you the food's gonna be damn good but, but thank you so much and you know we're going to do this again throughout the year several times because uh having conversations with artists with, with people who are making things happen, who are doing things, who have uh, a gift and, and their voice to add to the community. It's, it's just a valuable, truly wonderful gift. So thank you, Sue Moreno. Thank you, Teresa Dirks. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Laura Nugent. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. And thank all you ladies for being wonderful. Oh, bless you your too. heart. I love it. You know, <laughs> next week, um, Mark Manning's going to fill in for me because, yeah, he's going to fill in for me. And uh, we'll have Christopher Leach and Elizabeth Kirsch on next week. I want to give my sincere condolences to the family and friends and colleagues here at KKFI. We've lost our beloved Groovy Grant, Old G's Hangout. He was on from 3 to 6. And uh, recently we've lost Barry Jackson and you know, beautiful souls who contributed so much of their time and talented talent here on the airwaves and in the community. God bless you. We will love you always. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. And honey, I'm coming home. <laughs>